welcome to She Spotlight. I'm Tony Gripper. And I'm Kate Roger. Thank you for joining us for deep dialogues about the feminine. Intimate, informative, global investigations about understanding the contemporary feminine wave. Where are we and how do we move with it? Hello, everybody. This is Tony Gripper. And Kate Roger. And we're so grateful that you're back with us today. Mm-hmm. We're going to be continuing a discussion that we started in the last episode. We're going to talk about money a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, this is a topic that really excites me because I have a lot of um, a lot of ideas and feelings about money. Some are positive, some are negative. Mm-hmm. Some empower me, others uh, don't. And I look forward to uh, speaking with our guest so that I can learn um, how to reframe, reflect, uh, and reform some of my behaviors in the way that I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to pass this on to Kate. Yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to today, too, because, because of our amazing expert that we have with us, Candace G, Reverend Candace G. Um, she is anchored in uh, new thought and science of mind. So we're really going to get to the bare bones of of money, yet be super realistic because the, the uh, part of the work that she does in the world is um, oriented on supporting people in their relationships with money. So she has a lot of experience, not just uh, in you know boots on the ground also in teaching she's done a lot of uh investigation exploration and verification so i'm looking forward to um weaving from the initial you know just uncovering like brushing off some of the sand off the top layer of this conversation on our last episode to to getting even more real with the conversation because it is, I feel it's so imperative for me, for each one of us, as we've, as we've talked about to like see what our relationship is in a very real way, not in a theoretical way, in a very like visceral, intimate, real way. And so Candace G is going to bring it. I know it. So with all that, neat stuff being said about Miss Candace G. Uh, we have her here with us and I and I without any further ado, I'd love to introduce her to you so that we can uh, we can begin this dive with her. So Candace, welcome. We're so happy you're here with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I know I touched upon a little bit of what you are up to in the world. Could you expand upon that so that everybody can get a feel for uh, where you're coming from, what you're interested in propagating, et cetera? Well, I am, as you know, um, and a minister, and I'm also uh, a business manager and an accountant, and I've been doing the work that I've been doing in the world accounting-wise, for about 25-plus years, and I've been in um, spiritual practice and in community for about 26, this is my 26th year, mm-hmm. and so um, 
I really, really love this topic called prosperity because I think that it's so important for us to embody what it really is. And it's a big word. It's much more than money, but it includes money. Mm-hmm. And I think in our teaching, you know, we know that there is an infinite supply. We're taught that. We believe that. There's an infinite amount of love, of joy, of peace, of harmony, of goodness, of wonder, of prosperity. We say that, but oftentimes we don't believe that. And so in my work, I have discovered with people, whether they be accounting clients or clients that I'm working with, you know, as practitioner clients Mm -hmm. that are having issues around money, some of the common denominators are the belief systems that we hold. We, we say one thing, but buried down there, there's some fear, there's some shame, there's some doubt, there's some confusion. And so I discovered in my work that there, this was the common theme with people, whether they were multimillionaires or they didn't have any money or something in between. And so what struck me about the work that I do is that we need to do some excavation around how we, what we really feel, what we believe, and how we behave because we know what principle is. Principle says there is unlimited supply, but we have to apply it in our daily life. So, uh, Reverend Candace, you, you just said um, principle, that we know what principle is, and some of our listeners won't know what that is. We do because we, the three of us have gone through similar education and science of mind, though could you sort of expand upon principle and what that is for our audience? Sure. Principle is something that never changes. It is consistent. It is something Mm -hmm. that you can rely on through any circumstance or situation that you go through. Mm -hmm. For example, we feel love inside of us. We Mm -hmm. know that love is real. We know that when we love people and we behave from a place of love, there is a consistency in our demeanor and in our life. So love is a principle by which we can lean into and live by because we know love is never going to change upon itself or change its nature. Mm -hmm. So principles are something that we can rely on when we're having a tough time, we can, re, we can lean into them when we're having a wonderful time. They're just uh, an unchanging presence. And so mm-hmm. that blesses our life by knowing that. Prosperity is a big word. You know, We know that in principle, we cannot count the grains of sand, the blades of grass, the leaves on the trees, or the stars in the sky. So we know that there is a principle called prosperity. It's life itself. It, you know, it, it comes out in our sense of well-being, our sense of worth, how we move in the world. And it also, you know, of course, includes money. So as a principle, we know that there's an infinite supply available to us. But what we have to, to I think, download and embody within us is the practical application of the principles of prosperity. So if there's an infinite supply, if I can look into the sky and see stars that I can't count, and I say to myself, wow, there's an infinite amount of good, there's an infinite amount, there must be an infinite amount of money substance because after all, money is a form of energy. So prosperity itself is a form of energy. It's life itself. It is oozing with goodness. It is oozing with plenty. 
but how do I practically apply that in my life and in my world and in my daily affairs so that I can experience the principle of prosperity? And so the work that I do is to try to take that principle and apply it in a practical, easy way so that I can make transformational changes in my own life that will affect my pocketbook, will affect what I have, the way I use it, the way I think about it. So I think it's really important that we try to marry the two, the principle and the practical application of it. And that's that's the work that I do and why I do it because I think it's really important. And I say that because when I first came into the teaching, I went to so many prosperity workshops and they were wonderful, but they only talked about the principle. And I wasn't really realizing the prosperity, at least not in a financial way or in a monetary way. And I wanted more of that. And most people want more of that. I've in fact not met a soul that doesn't. (laughs) And so we want more of that. How the how to? How do we do that? So you know, it's again, it's it's the practical application of it. And you know, I'm the work that I do with people and in the classes that I teach are the how to. How can I apply these principles uh, on a daily basis? Well, you know, everything I believe begins with our spiritual life our inner life, in other words. How do we feel about ourselves? Do we really believe that we're infinite? Do we really believe that we're divine? Do we believe that we're creating, created with magic dust? I believe that. I believe that we have infinite potential within us, and our job is to activate the potential. So what we do when we're learning the practical application of it is to begin with ourselves first. It requires some excavation, some inquiry, and you know, not a heavy, onerous excavation or inquiry, but an honest conversation with ourselves. But it begins with the knowing that we're divine, that 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 the presence, the spirit, life, the universe, whatever we wish to call it, has given us everything already. That we have an infinite amount, and and think about this now in in terms of principle, we already know that we have an infinite amount of love within us. Like if I give love, I get more love. I give more, I get more, I get more. It's an infinite well that never runs dry. It's the same with peace, joy, harmony, beauty, wonder, creativity. All of those things are infinite. And the more that I use those and share those, the more I receive. And then my cup, so to speak, is full to overflowing. So we have to begin with the understanding of who and what we are. And once we know that or we're working with that, we want to just become aware of some of the emotional feelings, thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, around how we see and feel about money. So, Candace, you said one of the things that you just said is that we know that we are divine. And I don't know that everybody who's listening to us today knows that they are divine. What do you mean by that? Well, let me ask you this. Do you know that you're Mm -hmm. good? Do you feel that you're good inside? Because that is what it is. That's a question. Yeah. um, Yeah. You know, I I know inside myself, at Mm -hmm. my core, that I'm good. I'm a good person. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I'm an honest person. I'm, I try to be as loving as I can. Mm-hmm. I try to be as kind as I can. I try to be as compassionate as I can. I, I sometimes fail at those things, but I keep trying because I know, I believe that my basic nature is good. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's really what it is. You know, mm-hmm. you don't even have to believe in a, um, a, the, a presence of what we call, you know, God or anything, but most people be, believe in life. They believe in their own life and the mm-hmm. lives of those that they love, and they believe that they feel that whoever it is they shower love upon is good. And so that's really all it is. It's, you know, it doesn't even, it's not even necessarily esoteric or mm-hmm. it's just basic. People are good. We are fundamentally good at our core. And so if I am fundamentally good at my core, there must be qualities within myself that I can activate so that my daily life will be better and I can be more effective in my life and more effective for others. And so you get to experience the good that you are. Yeah. Amplify it. Amplify it. Be aware of it. So I have to have an awareness because I'm thinking, um, and you probably have had a client that, uh, may not think of themselves as good because I think Mm -hmm. a lot, not a lot of people, but I've had the experience of not feeling that I'm good because Mm -hmm. if I'm looking at the external, I can say, Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that, which is coming from a perspective of lack. So, uh, well, and also, yeah. And also Tony though, we're also all enculturated to, I mean, here in North America in, in the puritanical paradigm, we're taught that we're born sinners. We're taught that we're born not good. So a lot of people, just even this like little example, a lot of people don't have that wiring, that fundamental wiring of their own divinity, you know? So you start with people where they are. I'm, that's my assumption. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. When we don't feel we're good, why is it that we don't feel we're good? Most of the time, it's based on a thought, a behavior, an action, something that we think that we did or said that, that didn't measure up to what? What did, it, what did it not measure up to? At our fundamental core, though, our heart mm-hmm. is good. People's hearts are good. They might mm-hmm. not know it. They might mm-hmm. beat themselves up. They might think all kinds of things, but it doesn't change their real nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at it like this. We have a lamp within us. This is how I see people. We have a lamp that's lit. It's always lit, but there's a lot of soot that gets on it, and it has mm-hmm. to be polished. And if we don't polish it, then soot just, you know, gathers on it, and then we think that we're you know, living in darkness, and we're not. That lamp is at full power. We just have to shine it a little bit, and then we can Mm -hmm. see it, and then we can think, oh, it was there all along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everybody has good within them. They might not know it. There was a time in my life that I didn't know it, Mm -hmm. but I came to know it, and I came to believe it with everything inside myself. And Mm -hmm. so I know that through my own life journey, my own life experience, that's what I get to share and teach from so that other people know, hey, if I can do this, so can you. That's the good news to me. Every person on the planet is, to me, is good in their basic nature. Mm -hmm. We don't have to make up stories about things. People are good. Now, 
their life experiences, their beliefs may cause them to do things that we do not consider good, nor do we mm. like. But at the core, and I just look at people like that, including aspects of myself that have been asleep, I just mm-hmm. look at it like, you know, ignorance with, without judgment. Just ignorance means I to not know. I right. didn't know any better, but once I knew better, I could do better. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think about people. So I always begin with people right where they are. I love that we've started with something that's not prosperity. So we talked about good. So everybody has is this light that you that you spoke about, this lantern. And so what you're, what we're excavating today is this principle, this truth that everyone is actually fundamentally prosperous, Candace? Absolutely. Okay. We, we're here. We got born, okay? Mm-hmm. We got born and we're here. Our heart is beating. Mm-hmm. You know, our chest is expanding and contracting. That's good to me because otherwise we wouldn't be here. We're, we're here. And, mm-hmm. and just by our very birth, just by our being, that is a, that's good. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot can come from that. You know, when you, we have so many examples of people who have, you know, overcome and come over whatever obstacle was that they faced in their life. Mm-hmm. So we know that people are, I know that people are good, and I know that people have an, in, an, you know, an infinite capacity to grow and to change and to get better and better and better and better if they, if we, if I want to. If that's my desire to be more prosperous, more loving, more joy-filled, more peace-filled, whatever it is that I'm seeking, if I'm really sincere and intent on doing that, it absolutely is going to show up because I'm going to be willing to do whatever it is within myself that needs to take place to have that happen. And that might be accepting some some things about myself that I previously didn't. And it also might mean that I have to to release and let go of some things uh, that I previously felt about myself that were not true. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important to begin with um, being with ourselves and having a practice of gratitude, a practice mm-hmm. of thanksgiving, just that, that something made you. You're here. You don't even have to think about who and what it was, but something made you, and it's a good thing because you're here. And the fact that you're here, you're able to bless other people. Think of all your friends. Think of your loved ones. Think of the things that light you up. Think of the others, things, people, places, and things that light you up. So I I begin right there. I think that that's really important to know that. And, you know, we start there, and, of course, you know, our – there's aspects of ourself, the unhealed parts of ourself will tell us otherwise, but that's where the work comes in. So we have to, to learn the difference between the under voice and the true voice. And I often say to people, you know, as I touch my head, sometimes I say there's hell in there and I touch my heart and there's heaven or expansion in there and my job is to marry the two. I want those two to be in harmony my head and my heart so that I can live my life in a way that is more harmonious and peace-filled for me, first and mm-hmm. foremost. I love that you, you're, you, you use the word excavation, Candace. so we get to excavate. You're talking about the head having an experience of hell. So it feels to me that uh, 
that we get to excavate those um, hidden beliefs or, you know, or surface beliefs about I am not prosperous because blah, 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 blah. We can have explanations all day long, though once we align that with the principle of prosperity that we actually already are prosperous and clear the soot off of any you know off of that light of prosperity that we already are because one of the things that i i we we experienced and tony and i touched upon this in the last episode on money is this grasping energy of like trying to get something from outside of me and i love uh, thank you so much for exploring the notion of what is principle what does it mean that you are divine i am divine everyone is divine so that we can really, really go, okay, I, I get to open up to this idea that it's already with me because that is not something that's propagated in the common mindset or common paradigm that we're all engaged with. You know, we're taught that we've got to earn, achieve, acquire, you know, consume, et cetera, the stuff that's outside of us and even ideas. Like, oh, you're prosperous. Okay, let me apply that idea onto myself and try to convince myself. Though what you're doing is you're saying, you know, prosperity from the inside out, honey bunny, you already are that. And so we get to harmonize to that essentially, right? Absolutely, because anything outside of, look, if if you're grasping, if there's a constant grasping and grasping, we're going to be miserable all of our days. You know, we have Mm -hmm. to pull that back and come within. And all that stuff that you just said about achieving and acquiring and all of that, that's all false anyway. Mm -hmm. That's false. I mean, you can have everything in the world and be miserable, right? We know that. You could Mm -hmm. be the richest individual in the world. So it cannot be just about money and what you own and the boat you have or the mansion you live in. That's ridiculous, and I and I well, I shouldn't say it in a jud- I don't mean it in a judgmental way, but I can mm-hmm. tell you I ha- I know people who have tens of millions of dollars, and they are not necessarily happy. I've experienced all kinds of people in every financial situation and status that you can imagine. So I know for sure that it isn't about what you have in the bank or in your you know portfolio. It's about how you feel about yourself first mm-hmm. and foremost how you mm-hmm. feel about yourself. And in my own life, when I felt that I was a wretch undone or a worm of the dust or lesser than, mm-hmm. I walked around with that countenance. I had a lot of soot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I did not um, experience prosperity. I experienced struggle. So I had to open up my own mind, my own consciousness to say, Mm -hmm. I'm better than this. There must be something good about me. What is good about me? And I started excavating what was good about me. And as I continued to do that, of course, I I grew within and my desire to change, my desire to, to just be open to what life you know, wanted to do through me and, and give me. And so it, it must come from the inside out because otherwise you, it's always from the outer and, you, and it will slip through your fingers. You can't hold something that's false that comes from outside of you. What we really manifest is what comes from within us and nobody can touch that. Nobody can take it from you because nobody gave it to you except, except what, what I say, the divine or goodness itself gave you goodness 
And mm-hmm. I can't come and take yours away from you, Kate. I can't take yours away from you, Tony. That's yours. You're here. And it's, it's uh, fundamentally intrinsic and nobody can touch it. Now, for myself, I can limit that. I can block it. I can mm-hmm. become, you know, um, constricted. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't ever go away. It's always there. So as I'm not constricted, as I'm open and I'm in flow and I'm in, in receptivity, something happens. Our energy shifts. We, we raise our awareness. We raise our vibration. We raise ourselves up. And then we move out from that place. That's, that's first and foremost. Because again, everything outside of, our, of us, especially when it comes to prosperity, will slip through our hands. Look at the people that we hear about, whether they were, let's say, professional athletes or entertainers or someone who won the lottery, and they had tens of millions (laughs) of dollars and more, Mm -hmm. and you read about them five years later, and they don't have any money at all. So that's what I'm talking about, because, Mm -hmm. you know, people place a false sense of security on it so they think oh man I've got this and I want to do this and a new that and a new this and they're just mindless with it and then pretty soon they don't have it and then they feel you know upset or whatever so mm-hmm. prosperity has really nothing to do with your bank account but your bank account will benefit as you become um, aware of the principle of prosperity and decide that you want to apply it in your daily life so it is, it's, you know, it, it's important to know the difference between, you know, um, false thinking and what, what really makes your heart sing. But everybody mm-hmm. does want more money because we live in that society and we know that it does make it a little bit easier for our life if we can pay our bills on time or meet our obligations that's what people want. Most of us don't uh, want to, um, how do I say this? Most people want the basics and they want to be able to do the things that allow their soul to sing or soar. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to you know, go to a wonderful concert or go on a nice vacation or do something that really allows them to feel, um, you know, enjoy and so we get to do that as we, you know, do the, the work on ourselves to clear out the things that have been blocking us, like what we were taught about money, what our family modeled about money, mm-hmm. what society mm-hmm. has taught us about money, all of this, you know, as a, okay, I'm going to stop there because I'm sorry, you guys, because I could go on and I could get That's into good. a whole other well, thing about the thwarting of the prosperity gospel and all of well, them. Well, what, <laughs> what I like to do, I, what one of the things that's sticking in my head or really resonating with me, um, Candace, is you, in the beginning, you talked about excavation uh, and inquiry. So, um, and, be, and you talked about being like, if you put your hand on your head, you can say that your head is hell. So hell shows up for me uh, by either experiencing anxiety or depression or exhaustion. Um, And the way I look at it is 
the voices that are in my head most times belong to someone else. And it helps me to identify, oh, that's my mom. Uh, that's my teacher. Yeah. The, you know, some the tapes can be very old, right? But I still play yeah. them over and over and over. So the excavation, I totally get it. The inquiry, where is that coming from? And then from the inside out, I'm starting uh, my work, my spiritual practice is to uh, be aware of, and and I may not be saying this correctly, but being aware of and feeling myself, and I say feeling myself, F-E-E-L-I-N-G, as mm -hmm. good. I am good. I, I'm without limitations. The other is you talked about practicing um, a practice of gratitude and thanksgiving. That mm -hmm. has to be part of my prosperity practice, right? Absolutely. And I feel the, so. Yeah. And then the other um, is having my head and my heart be in harmony. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one because I'm a head person. Oh. Go ahead. Allowing your head and heart to be in harmony. Mm-hmm. Because the head, you know, our mind is a meaning-making machine, mm -hmm. and it is somewhat linear, and it wants to, quote-unquote, figure out everything about everything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it can wear us out. Our heart, on the other hand, is pure. It is, to me, simple. It is basic. It's like when you pet a puppy. A puppy just is so loving a puppy is love puppy doesn't puppy shows love but puppies just you know it you pet the puppy it loves you you love it back you know and so i think it's it's so important for us to be very conscious of our heart and be with our heart and that's the gratitude it's the it's the principles that we you know it's one asking that more joy you know, be revealed in myself today. To me, first and foremost, more more of whatever it is that I'm seeking, may that come out more, you know. And mm -hmm. to be aware that the mind, I mean, the mind, we're, you know, we have brilliance in our mind. Our mind is a wonderful thing. And sometimes it can it can run amok and start making up stories and lying to us and telling us we're not good enough, we're not worthy. All of that stuff is just lies. That's what I mean about the soot, Mm -hmm. Or the dust and the grit of our journey here in our human, you know, walk. We're walking around and we're thinking, oh, I'm not very good and I'm not very good. And I've trained myself through my own practice that when that stuff comes up, it's like there's, you know, I will literally have a conversation with it like, oh, please, really that again. And as soon as, and it, you know, as soon as I have it, I'm shifted back to my heart and I can even laugh at it. I often laugh at myself when that goes on. And I do it far less than I used to, but I still do it. And I still have to be willing to be aware of it so that I can change it. I can't shift it if I'm not aware of it. So awareness mm -hmm. is a really big, you know, mm -hmm. point on all of this. Mm -hmm. I think we're we're awareness. We're kind of we're pure awareness itself once we, you know, start asking the right questions within ourselves that there's an inquiry and a desire to excavate 
and a desire to ask the right questions, I think we get the right answers in our intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, uh, I'm going to say rich. That's mm-hmm. rich, Candice. Um, <laughs> I've been having conversations with people. It's January, and people make a lot of resolutions. And mm-hmm. I've talked to a couple people recently that one of their resolutions or their goal is to um, they feel really constricted because they have a lot of credit card debt. Um, and how do you, what is your advice? How would you counsel or coach someone that wants to move from, you know, credit card living into a place of, you know, I call it financial freedom because I, I when I think about credit cards, I, I just see bondage, but Mm -hmm. um, how do you, Mm -hmm. what do you suggest as baby steps or in the beginning? um, Mm -hmm. How how can someone clean that up or approach it? Okay. Uh, Can I, may I tell you a story? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. When I came, when I came into the New Thought Religious Science teaching, uh, I was bankrupt Literally, I was bankrupt in my spirit, my life, and in my pocketbook. And so I had a bankruptcy. Um, The first thing I had to do was heal my shame about that, about having made that mistake. And in my case, it really wasn't even my debt. It was debt I took for someone else. So there was a lesson for me to learn there. Mm. but once I that was done, I also felt a relief uh, that I um, not go down that road. You know, I made a commitment to never go down that road again. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a debt-free person. I have zero debt. I do not purchase things I cannot pay for. Um, and I think that because people, the people that are already in debt, there is a way to get out of debt. There's so many different ways to get out of debt. But the number one thing is it really depends on people's true commitment to getting out of debt. Mm. And they've got to be able to be with themselves and be okay with it. In other words, when you have an inquiry and you say, well, you know, I did I did this or that with my credit cards and I now I've run up 25000 in debt and I feel shackled, Rather than beat yourself up for that, just say, you know, I made that choice then and I'm going to make a different choice now. You're making mm-hmm. a different choice now. You don't have to, the heaviness, you know, we've got to work with ourselves with the heaviness so that we can release that mm-hmm. and we can get focused and clear. So we look at, okay, how much debt do I have on this card? What's the interest rate, right? There's strategies to pay down the debt. Uh, depending on, you know, you pick the higher cards first, you pick the higher balances first. And I always tell people, you know, what what else can we, you know, do? When you look at people's, a lot of, a lot of why people get in debt is because of unconscious um, patterns. It's also because they don't really, you know, there's, there's a, there's beliefs within them that affect their behavior, like, you know, my parents never had enough. I'm never going to have enough. Look, it's shown up. I don't, I don't have enough. I'm in all this debt. But mm-hmm. it's behavioral mostly. 
people feel like they have to keep up with the Jones, so to speak, when they don't. So I don't buy things that I can't pay for. And uh, it doesn't mean that I, you know, don't make mistakes from time to time. I don't make those mistakes. Sometimes I will buy something I don't need, but it's rare. Um, and, and these are things I've learned over the years because I'm sa- I'm satisfied with myself. In other words, I don't mm-hmm. care what people think about me based on what I have or don't have. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. If I don't have the latest, greatest, whatever, um, that's okay. If I like what I have, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so, you know, we we want to have an inquiry about, you know, what we're doing and a direction with what we're doing, and to be able to accomplish that, we have to we have to have a different conversation within ourselves when we've already made the mistake. The mistake is done. There's mm-hmm. nobody holding on to that mistake. There's nothing out there. There's nothing. We're we're beating ourselves up because we're worried that we can't pay it off, but you can't. You just have to become diligent. And then the other reason people get into debt is because of lifestyle. It's lifestyle. They think that they have to have this, that, and the other, and they don't even, you know, most people don't need that that stuff. It's want. So we have to work with the difference between needs and wants, you know, mm-hmm. and what are our true des- what are our goals? Because there might be something that that you really want to do in your life. You know, you want to you want to take this class. You want to go back to school. You want to become, let's say, a piano player, and you want to take piano lessons, but you don't have the money because you have all this debt. But the piano makes your soul sing. So that's a goal that you have. So. We start with, you know, looking at what our debt is, you know, how we got into it. But once you realize how you got into it, once you become conscious of that, well, that was behavioral. I did that based on what, you know, my grandmother used to do. Whatever the answer is to that, we just, you just know it. It's information is all it is. And you can make a different choice. And I've Mm -hmm. seen people do it. I've seen people go from, you know, you can't believe the kind of debt to no debt. So I know I've seen it firsthand that it is doable and workable once we're willing to have the inquiry within ourselves and make the excavation, and then you kind of make it fun, you know. There, you, you can you can make conscious money decisions with joy, you know. You can bless them, and I tell people, bless your bills, don't curse your bills, because you wouldn't even have a bill coming to you if you couldn't pay for it, if you couldn't meet the obligation, and that also goes back to you know, our potential. Now, behaviorally, it may look like we can, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, but there's a way out. There's a way out, and the way out is the way in first. Mm. Or from the way in, I should say. One of the things you talked about, practical application of principles, um, and a spiritual, a daily spiritual practice. What what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... For me... Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm a big cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I'm a cheerleader, so uh, I'm like, go Candace, go Candace, go Candace. Mm-hmm. I am, and I do it every day when I get up. Mm-hmm. I might be half asleep, but I do that. I raise my hands in victory. Oh, wow. And, and so I do. So whatever people... Whatever works for you is what mm-hmm. you should do, but it needs to include some, not just affirmations, but something that gets you going if it's 
putting on the music and starting to dance, something that gets your body moving because mm-hmm. the whole idea of this is to embody it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's getting myself going in a way that makes me feel good. Go, Candace, go, Candace, go, Candace. And then when I sit still, I'm asking to be used sincerely. Mm-hmm. How can I be better today? How how much, you know, what what can I do today? And I don't know always know what the answer to that is, mm-hmm. but my intention mm-hmm. and my desire is to be better today than I was yesterday. And that's a daily practice for me. And that mm-hmm. automatically opens up a lot right there. And so, you know, I feel, then I feel better about my life. I feel better about the direction my life is going in because, the, and there's joy there with it. And so mm-hmm. then, you know, that's my, you know, my, my daily practice. I have a practice of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I make a mistake and I don't live up to what I think, I, I have to do some journaling, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and the journaling isn't, oh, you, you know, you're bad because you did this or that. The journaling is, what was that really about, you know? What, mm-hmm. Where did that root from? And once I get clear about that, then it's like, it's it's just like this. Look, if you fall down, get up, dust yourself up and keep on stepping. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be a wherewithal within to continue no matter what. And so, again, for myself, I say I will come over and overcome anything in my path internally first, even the mm. things that snag me, even the things that cause me to constrict, even the things that produce negative emotions within myself. I will work on myself until I love them all, till I love them all, till I love them mm. all and dissolve them through love, and then I'm going to move out in love. And so, you know, I'm just sharing that from somebody who thought that they were nothing, I mm. have a really wonderful life and I have a huge heart and that heart is vast and it's infinite and I know it and it mm. is not even my own. It's just inhabiting itself inside of myself, but it's bigger than me and it is the thing that I adore and worship and mm. live for. And so I, I try to I try to let everything I do come from that. Mm-hmm. Well, it, well, it would come from that. It, it would come from that because it's the light that you are, Candace. Thank you. But I think, you know, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that with each of us, though, you know, whatever works for each person, you know, right. some mm-hmm. people, for example, my partner, you know, um, can I say my wife? I don't know. Absolutely. Partner, of course. Yes. <laughs> Your <okay>. wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, she likes to have music on. She likes music and she'll get up and she'll have the music on. And she's listening, you know, she's just a very artistic, she loves the music or will have some breakfast and she's got the, you know, like classical music on and then it might go to thump and bump, boom, 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 you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's to get the body flowing and moving and feeling pretty good about it, about your day. And, you know, so whatever it is, or you take a walk in the morning, there's got to be something that you do that gets yourself going. Don't just do you, get up and go, I got to go to, you know, we got to get uh-huh. yourself going inside so you feel, you know, because this is a, again, this is an inner journey. There's mm-hmm. nothing outside really and nothing outside's ever going to fill you up or do it. You got to, it's right. got to come from within. The what do you do, Tony? The joy, the love's gotta... what, is, what do you do? I'm curious. <sighs> mm-hmm. What's prosperity or just any, for me, it's with whatever 
sometimes it's prosperity. Sometimes it's relationships. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So it's different. But my uh, spiritual practice is uh, get up. Well, up for me is get out of the bed. Because there, there was a long time where I would try to meditate in the bed. <laughs> but I get up. Mm -hmm. I have a chair that I sit in. Mm -hmm. I sit uh, still for 30 minutes. And the question I, tr I try to ask is um, just lift up a topic that I may be challenged about uh, mm -hmm. right now. Or um, sometimes when I feel bored, I'll just ask the question, what is there for me to do today? Mm -hmm. What is there for me to do today? Um, especially when I say, oh, I, I don't have anything to do. Well, that's what can I do to be of service? So if I'm still, I can listen. Uh, if I mm -hmm. if I forego that I I think I lose a huge opportunity mm -hmm. um, to see to be to participate in giving and receiving and mm -hmm. I pray mm -hmm. and I pray out loud and one of the things I do is like what Candace does mm -hmm. I will talk out loud to my negative voices mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. I'm I am not. Um, my addiction, I am not uh, my negative habit. I, if it pops up, I'll say, you know, thank you for sharing. And I try to be kind, but sometimes I say, get the F out of here. Uh, but <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, I have to talk to it with as much energy as it's taking from me, as mm. it's stealing from me. So mm. that's basically what I do. Mm -hmm. And then and I pray like throughout say, the day. It, yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. Mm -hmm. If you're not that, if you're not those things, then what are you? You are good. Mm -hmm. You just answered it. That's it. If you're not that, you must be something else, and mm -hmm. the something else is good. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I do the same thing. And when the, that comes up, sometimes I tell it to go, you know, take a hike. Mm -hmm. And and then you know I just keep on moving forward. But this but the awareness uh, that's so critical. The awareness that that stuff is there, mm -hmm. that the thoughts are you know crazy or whatever. Because we because we make meaning out of everything. We're crazy. We have crazy thoughts. I think mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. all of humanity crazy thoughts. Crazy thoughts. Look at what's going on. Crazy thoughts. You know. Mm -hmm. But when we take that back inside of ourselves. And we, we start having an inner conversation that's higher and better and kinder mm, <laughs> and more loving and forgiving and compassionate with ourselves, then things go a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I want to ask Kate about her practice, but one of the things you just said, um, Candace, is that I know that the harsh voices, the punitive voices, they're, they're not talking to me for my highest good. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just really grateful to have been able to discern my higher thoughts from ones that have, uh, that aren't in my best interest. So, um, and I yeah. also let myself off the hook because I'm not responsible for my first thought. I'm responsible for what happens after that mm. by either replacing it. it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. So, 
That's another way, because I think a lot of us, uh, I'll just talk about me being on the road of growth and development or recovery. It's very familiar for me to beat myself up mm-hmm. if I have a thought that I think isn't in alignment with my goal. But practice makes better, and I'm not doing this alone. But Kate, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I want to hear about your spiritual practice, and then I have a question for, for Candace. Uh, I love that we're exploring each other's and thanks Candace for sharing about your uh, wife's practice, which she does in the morning too, because we all are so unique. And I think our listeners will really appreciate like, oh, it doesn't have to look one way or it doesn't have to even look spiritual. It can just be like a touchstone for me in the morning. And what my touchstone practice tends to look like is uh, I'll go through different phases um, similar to tone. And sometimes it looks similar to what Tony described. And right now the phase that I'm in is I get up, you know, I, I brush my teeth, <laughs> do that part. And I'll go downstairs, uh, make some tea just to uh, be loving with the instrument of my body. And then I um, do a little bit of breath work. Actually, I'll lay down and I'll and I'll um, bless my body temple with some oxygen. <laughs> and I lay down and do that. And then I do a little bit of uh, some yoga maneuvers to get, you know, just to bless the body temple. And because, and the reason why I do that is because I have, you know, we've even using the word divine, I have a a primary understanding and a forgiveness practice that travels with me 24 seven, whether I'm aware of it or not, sometimes I'm more aware of it than others that I'm human. And in embracing the fact, cause I think that a lot of people in spiritual practice, uh, just sort of disassociate that we actually are human and, and, and in looking at what is the human capacity what is the human what has the human experience life well the human forgets who they are right we forget that we are this experience of divinity and uh so i have i have a constant forgiveness practice around my humanity and a love practice around that like wow okay so i get to experience that i'm forgetting who i am and and what i'm capable of and I, and I get to forgive that and I get to love kind of in an odd way, the adventure of that. So then after I, and embrace, you know, my body temple and, and, and take care of that because I'm traveling around in the human experience as divinity, right? In the human experience, forgetting though in this body temple. So loving that. And then I'll sit in my meditation chair and tune in to what you've been speaking about and and Tony's been speaking about this divinity thing. I don't use that word personally because for me, it slightly triggers uh, into a religiosity for me. And so what I do is I get for my mental um, functionality, I go into more of like an energetic self-conversation that of in, infinitude or this life force energy, which is uh, expressing itself through and as all. And so that does not exclude me. So I'll simply touch into that 
with my mental awareness in my meditation chair, I'll touch into that and then I let it flood my system. So I'm, I'm letting this energetic life force energy inform my entire being. And I, and I literally feel it flooding all of my systems, my body, like my non-conscious, you know, beliefs. So I feel like I don't know what I don't know. And there's a lot that I don't know. You know, and so yeah. I, though All this, it, yeah, so this infinitive, infinitude, though, it knows everything. <laughs> so I'm trusting, there's a part of me that's trusting that it's informing me in ways that I can't even understand or articulate, right? So I'm letting that be amplified. You're talking about that light growing brighter. I'm letting that light grow brighter, even if I can't really understand what it's doing. You know, yeah. and, and so I, I really, one of the things, um, you, you know, when I went through reverend school, one of the things that, that Reverend Joanne Coleman talked about was this idea of schwach and forgiveness. And what it really is, is it's an a loosening of the energy, right? And, yeah. and, um, and so I feel like if I'm in this kind of loose association, then there's that feeling, you talked about receptivity earlier, there's that feeling of allowing. So I'm going to, uh, you know, I know I'm going to allow this little light to shine. I'm going to allow the, the light, the, the divinity, the life force energy just to exude, you know, and not necessarily control it, though sometimes definitely directing it. And so I, yeah. that's, that's like a, my practice is attuning to the living truth of energetically of what I am. So I'm feeling it viscerally in my system, I'm breathing it. Um, and in the forgivingness of the fact that I'm a human, you know, I've already enlivened my body temple to also harmonize to that and enliven with it so that, you know, so that, you know, then I can deliver the good that I am hopefully <laughs> during the day. And then also like we've been talking about like living though in this constant forgivingness of my humanity and, and every, you know, everyone's humanity, like, cause everybody has a story and uh, yeah, you know, so that's kind of my practice. Thank you, Kate. Yeah. I, um, I love hearing that. That's brilliant. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So welcome. Um, Candace. I love that you were generous enough to, to give us your time, share your wisdom um, and your divine intelligence with us. Now, what if someone wants to dig into this topic more to learn, to grow or to work with you, what, what avenues are available for that? Do that. Well, um, my, I teach, I, I, I do, I offer classes. Mm -hmm. um, I offer classes and I use a book uh, that is really excellent in the work that I do. And I actually bring in with me the author of the book. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we do is, first of all, establish, you know, an environment of safety for people, mm -hmm. of fun, of confidentiality, those things 
are very important. And then we, you know, begin to do the work. And typically the classes, you know, I've done them anywhere from a one-day class to 10 weeks and everything in between. And mm-hmm. so the work that I do uh, in, in those classes, um, I think, are really helpful for people and transformational for people. Uh, so that's the primary way, and then I, you know, see pri- uh, clients, of course, privately uh, mm-hmm. for the work. I do it uh, often, you know, with now with technology, we can do it from wherever we are. Mm-hmm. Um, may, so may I ask you what a question? W- oh, I'm sorry, I wanted to get the name of the book and the author. Uh, the book is called uh, The Money Nerve. Okay. Uh, that's the title of the book. The underheading of the book is Navigating the Emotions of Money. Mm. And it's written by uh, Robert William Wheeler, who also happens to be a CPA. Okay. He's a giant heart um, mm. CPA and a a man who his primary, I would call it like spiritual practice, is like body-based semantic work, his his belief is that everything that we hold goes into the body. I, I just wanted mm-hmm. to say one quick thing about what Kate said about mm-hmm. breathing and breath work. That's also what we do in our class because mm-hmm. um, constriction of money causes people to hold their breath and not breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the quickest ways that people will, will hold their breath and not breathe. Mm-hmm. And so he believes that you know, we take all of the, you know, the constriction into our body and the body suffers, we're stressed, you know, high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And so he's very focused on allowing the, you know, the breath work to take people into a more sense of calm so that mm-hmm. they can have that feeling, you know, of what Kate said about having a, you know, being able to come back to an energetic life force that's already there, but to have that looseness within us or a loosing of it. So he's a he's a wonderful, wonderful person, and I we have both a you know professional relationship in the accounting world and also in the teaching world together. Uh, and, and I we just genuinely I wanna... love and regard and respect each other. That's so awesome. I want to share with everybody that the institute which. A lot of our listeners know, some of our listeners know that I am the founder of the Institute of Modern Wisdom. We will be hosting uh, later this month in January this class, Prosperity from the Inside Out, with Bob and Candace. And we're really excited about doing that. It's, I think it'll be a six week class, right, Candace? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. So we yes, get to experience it. I'm really it. excited. Yeah. We'll make sure that that information is on She Spotlight, the website, and also that it goes along with this podcast, the contact information and the mm-hmm. reference materials. Um, and it's, that's exciting, yeah. Kate. It is exciting. And then also I know that, Candace, uh, people can find you. Is it okay if we post your um, email address for people to find you? directly sure sure okay uh, otherwise um, uh, can, can i can through... i give can i yeah go ahead uh prosperity from the inside out at gmail.com 
Okay, great. Prosperity from the inside out at gmail.com. That's perfect. Yeah. And then you can also find Candace, I know, on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. On Instagram, her uh, moniker is the can who can, which I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll include that as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that. Now, Candace, is there, do you want to leave us with any last words? And then I'll go to Kate and Mm -hmm. and, uh, sign off. Well, I'm, first of all, thank you both for having me on. I'm really grateful to be able to talk about this topic. Um, I would just say to the listeners to be with yourself, love yourself, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself, because this is the one and only you and the one and only time you're here to do it. So let's do it together and have mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. and be a beneficial that. presence. Yeah, and and also that any constriction or any sort of mal-aligned self-talk or idea, all of that is dissolvable. And, and it really, really is. And I think that that's something that you've been reinforcing with us today too, Candice. And so I just want to yeah. like put a breath into the space around that because it's all, even if there is $25,000 worth of credit card debt, I love that you said, you know, and then people, you know, have a different story going on now. So nothing is quote unquote insurmountable. It's we get to let this brilliance come forward. We don't need to fix anything. We just get to allow this harmonious right. brilliance to come forward. So I so appreciated mm. our time together. Yeah. And I very much appreciate uh the you highlighting the practical applications of the principles in mm-hmm. daily life, and I also am carrying with me um, having my head and my heart in harmony. Um, mm-hmm. Because for me, my tendency is to reside in one place or the other. So mm-hmm. having them in harmony. Um, that's that's definitely worth pursuing for me, or it's worth being for me. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Candice. I bless you. Infinite blessings to you, Candice, and to our mm-hmm. listeners. Yes. So I just want to send you peace. And love. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on your favorite app. Subscribe, leave a comment. Send us a question. We'd love to hear from you. And we invite you to share your favorite episode with friends. And when something is sizzling that we feel you should know about, we'll send out a note to fill you in. Subscribe to our newsletter on our website, shespotlight.com and FYI. We respect your privacy and we will never share your info. You can also support and collaborate with us by visiting our Patreon page patreon.com backslash she spotlight. We deeply appreciate your generosity. Until next time, this is Tony and Kate sending you peace and love.